Welcome back to Living Our Breast Lives, a podcast not only about two women thriving with metastatic breast cancer, but also self-love, appreciation, and an overall awakening to this beautiful gift we call life. Each episode, we will be focusing on a different theme that will highlight each episode. Please don't forget to not only tune in, but to also subscribe and review. Welcome back, and thank you for tuning in to our podcast, Living Our Breast Lives. My name is Ren, and with me now for the third time is your newest co-host, Kate. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you had a great start to the new year, and you are as excited as we are to uh, build this community and to just reach as many people as we can. Yes, yes, and more yes. Happy New Year. I hope everyone had a wonderful, restful holiday season. I am so excited because this is officially our first episode of 2023. New year, new changes, new mindset, new ideas, and of course, new hosts. Who dis? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Sorry, <laughs> I had to. <laughs> so today we have a lot to talk about as usual. But before we dive in, Kate and I thought we'd start off today's episode with a um, like get to know your host icebreaker. And Kate, I also love you for coming up with this idea. <laughs> I love these kind of things. I like to know the like little weird things about people. Like, you know, I think that's fun. Yeah, no, that's perfect. And like, we need our listeners to get to know you a little bit better. So this is perfect. So what's going to happen is I'm going to ask Kate some rapid fire questions so you guys can get to know her a little bit better. And then she'll do the same for me. So let's get to know your co-hosts. Kate, are you ready? I am ready. All right, here we go. Texting or talking? Texting. Favorite junk food? Nerds. Favorite day of the week? Oh, I like a Friday. Okay. Favorite city in the U.S. besides the one you live in? Baltimore. Fill in the blank. Taylor Swift is? A queen. <laughs> easy. That was the easiest one. Perfect. Perfect response. Last Halloween costume? Uh, Minnie Mouse. From one to ten, how hot do you like your shower water? Eleven. Cake or pie? Cake. Where did you grow up? I am a native Phoenician, born and raised in Phoenix. If you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? Oh, I think I'd go to the 20s so long as I could be like a flapper. Oh, I love that. First celebrity crush? Uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, obviously. (laughs) Beach or mountain? Mountain. What's something you could eat for a week straight? Uh, Thai food. Netflix or Hulu? Oh, that's hard. I'm going to go with Hulu. They have more true crime. All right. Wow. Those were some solid answers. (laughs) Thank you. I really do feel like I learned a lot about you just in that, you know, 10 seconds. (laughs) I love it. All right. Are you ready for your turn? I am ready. All right. Favorite ice cream flavor? Oh, no brainer. Cookie dough ice cream. Ooh, yum. If there's a spider in your house, do you kill it or set it free? Oh, I refuse to kill any living thing. Oh, I love that. Favorite childhood TV show? Uh, Rugrats. Favorite season? Okay, I'm going to have to go with hummingbird season, so summer. What do you collect? Uh, Anything miniature. Okay. If the toilet paper roll is really low but not completely out, do you replace it or leave it for someone else? (laughs) Definitely replace it. (laughs) That's so kind. Do you know how to salsa dance? 
I actually do. Um, Danny's family is, is Hispanic. So I think I would be shunned from the family if I couldn't salsa dance. <laughs> I love that. You're going to, we're going to have to do some behind the scenes because I want to yes, see that. Please. <laughs> uh, nickname your parents used to call you Rennie. Favorite Disney character? Ooh, this one's hard. Uh, Mulan. Oh, dog or cat person? Dog all the way. Same. Uh, LA or New York? New York represent. How would you rate your karaoke skills on a scale of one to 10? Solid eight. Do you have any tattoos? I do, including nipple tattoos. Oh, that's something we should talk about in another yes. episode because that is so cool. Place you most want to travel? Uh, hands down, Europe. Oh, hands down. And I'm actually in the process of planning a, a trip to Italy. So I'm super excited about that. Oh, I love it. I want to like eat my way through Italy. That's the plan, girl. That's the plan. <laughs> awesome. Okay. But also, why was that just so much fun? <laughs> it was. It was really fun. I love that stuff. <laughs> so do I. So, um, speaking of traveling, I, Actually, just got back from Arizona last week, which you would know. Um, we had a New Year's Eve wedding to attend in Phoenix. But guys, do you know who also lives in Phoenix? Miss Kate herself. So your co-hosts were able to meet in person, uh, take some really stinking cute pictures, peep Instagram, and of course, discuss all the things podcast. So... For those of you that are following Living Our Breast Lives on Instagram, I'm sure that you saw the video and the pictures that Kate and I took together. It was, I mean, for me, meeting you in person, Kate, it solidified that I made the right choice in choosing you for this role because for me, it just felt right. Um, Same. I mean, I didn't choose myself for this role, not that part, but like meeting you in person, just like it just was so perfect. And the whole, the way this all played out was just so serendipitous that it was one of those times where you just have to trust the universe and like lean into it. And I just, we clicked so quickly. And I just, I love when that happens. For a second there, after we left each other, it was almost like I had known you for such a long time. Yes. And for me, that feeling doesn't come around often. So it was like you said, it was just an overall like really special moment, I feel like for both of us. And just the fact that it was for New Year's Eve too, like you and I met on the 31st, right? Yeah, we did. So it was like, we legitimately are starting this new year. We started it together and we're going to, you know, start this podcast uh, together as well for 2023. And so all around, it was just a really great feeling. It totally was. And speaking of serendipitous universe type things, I know you went to Sedona, which is, for anybody who doesn't know, a very like mystical energy vortex type place. And I want to hear what you did in Sedona. I'm sure the listeners who follow you saw your amazing Red Rock pictures. So tell me about it because I know you went to a vortex. It's so hard to put into words because Phoenix, I loved I had a really great time in Phoenix, but we decided to rent a car and drive the two hours to Sedona. And I will honestly say it was the best decision we could have made because Sedona is breathtaking. I mean, I've never seen anything like it because we have the Blue Ridge Mountains here um, over in like Asheville and the Boone area here in North Carolina. But for me, I just felt like the mountains there in Sedona, like kind of put the North Carolina mountains to shame, especially in the winter with the snow cap mountaintops. And then to top it all off, we went, um, what was it called? 
it was the airport Mesa overlook, but we went for sunset and the mountains, they just glowed. It, I've never seen anything like it before. It was spectacular. I love that you got to see it with snow. That doesn't always happen. And you just happened to come in when there was a, a big snowstorm that went pretty far south. And so to see the red rocks covered in snow is just, I agree with you. It's like nothing else you've seen. Yeah. And somehow we went to the Grand Canyon a few years back and it snowed then too. And I remember saying to my husband, take this all in because we will never experience this moment again. And so three years later, when we were standing there, like overlooking the mountains, like the snow-capped mountains, I was like, I cannot believe that we are fortunate enough to be experiencing this, not once, but two times. It was just miraculous. And um, so piggybacking off what you said, we did experience one of the vortexes and you know, they'll say that you can feel this enhanced energy. And I wasn't sure if I would really feel it, but I did. I can honestly say that I felt it. And it kind of felt like this reset button for me. And it wasn't just me. Um, Danny felt it as well, but we felt it in two different spots. So he actually felt it near like climbing up to the summit. There's like this little hike, which I'm sure you've done before, but there's this like tree and it has these twisted branches. And when Danny stood in front of it, he immediately started to feel like a tingling sensation. And I couldn't believe it when he was telling me that he was like, yeah, I I feel it like all over my body. And I thought at first I thought he was just like blowing smoke up my ass, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but he was like, no, Ren, like I really, I'm really feeling this right now. Like it's a good ass feeling. And so I stood over by the tree and I was like super bummed because I didn't feel anything. (laughs) Of course. Right. So then I like finished the hike. I made it to the top of the summit and I stood as far um, to the edge as possible, which now thinking back was probably extremely dangerous. Um, But there it was like I felt a tingling sensation, almost like a light as a feather type feeling. Like I just felt like weightless in a sense, but I will say this, I felt closer to God in that moment. And I'd like to believe that I was feeling his healing energy because I think if there was, if you were to ask me what I need for 2023, it's healing would be that more than anything else in the entire world. So as I was standing there, I just, I just felt like immense gratitude for starting off the year that way. And it was just a really beautiful, um, heartwarming experience. I am just so, so glad that you got to experience. It's like one of the coolest areas, the coolest thing to, there's multiple vortex there that you can um, visit. So I'm so glad that you both got to experience. It's like you said, it's difficult to describe, but um, a great way to kick off the new year and set intentions in Sedona. That's just magical. That being said, I think it's time to get into the theme of today's episode, which is all about, right, this beautiful new year and the resolutions and goals we might set for ourselves. Uh, So new year's resolutions and goals, I feel like they seem similar, but they're kind of, they're pretty different. A resolution's kind of a decision to do or do not do something that you will work out five days a week or you will not eat junk food. Um, it's pretty rigid. It's make or break. And I feel like that kind of mindset sometimes when you slip up, it, 
I feel like you it's harder to get back on track because it was it was a make or break and you broke it. Um, where I feel like a goal is it's more of an aim or a desired result of effort. So the emphasis to me is building a better habit over time. Um, I'm in the corporate world. And so the way that I kind of tied this in was we talk about when we set goals, you set SMART goals, which is an acronym for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. So for me, an example of a resolution would be, I want to I work out more. So that's too broad. It's make or break. There's no speci- no specificity. That was that was a difficult word today. No specificity. <laughs> um, and there's no real plan. Like you want to work out more when, how. And so the goal of using that same thing but turning it into a goal for me would be I want to hit 300 hours of movement in 2023, which equates to about 45 minutes a day. I'll plan my sessions weekly around my schedule, log them with my watch. I will do monthly and quarterly checks to make sure that I'm on track. So yeah. that is, it's a goal that even if you slip up and have a quote unquote lazy day, you can get right back on track. You didn't fail. There's a time um, element and you're still having the behavior of working out more, but it's not that zero to a hundred. Okay. I like that. So essentially a resolution is a statement of what you want to change. For example, saving more money. But then a goal is a statement of how you want to achieve it or the steps you will need to take to achieve it. Yes, exactly. Okay, perfect. So let me change this to make sure that I'm saying it accurately. So I came up with a bunch of like general New Year resolutions. Um, I would assume that they're more resolutions than anything else because they're not specific whatsoever. But I came up with the list because I'm assuming the majority of just people in general can relate to these. So New Year resolutions, being more present, less stress, working on mental health, considering therapy, eating habits, going to the gym, being kinder to yourself, setting boundaries or more boundaries, saying yes more, or on the other side of that, maybe saying no more, budgeting, um, saving money, getting more sleep, being off your phone more, and maybe even reading more books. Um, So I mean, I'm for sure going to be working on a few of these this year, especially therapy and maybe strengthening at the gym. I love that. And I think all of those that you read off, I think a lot of our listeners can relate to those Um, regardless of whether they're in the cancer community. Um, But I think any one of those you can take and turn into a SMART goal. And the cool thing about the SMART goal is if you accomplish that, you still will accomplish your resolution, but it probably will be mentally easier because you've pieced out how you're going to do it, which I think is just super helpful. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I think the whole reason for me coming up with that list is because I don't want it to be, I don't want these episodes to be solely you know, focused on those with MBC. I just want, I want everybody to, I want there to be relatable content. So moving on, now that we've kind of discussed some general resolutions, I was thinking that maybe we could also talk about some of like living our breast live resolutions for the podcast. So first and foremost, continuing to build this team and this army of just baddies 
developing more personable relationships for support, highlighting more success stories via Instagram because we know how much we need that as NBC thrivers. I don't know about you, Kate, but when I see that another thriver is doing well, it just, it immediately gives me so much hope. Uh, yeah, they are in the, especially in the early part of your diagnosis or anytime you face progression or something scary, they are other survivors. Thrivers are the lifeline that saves you from that storm every time. Absolutely. Yep. I couldn't agree more. So highlighting those success stories, I just, whether it's a segment, you know, or whether whatever it might be, I think it's super important. Um, a few more, just more interactive posts on Instagram. I know that you and I, when we were in Phoenix together, uh, we talked about, you know, how to use multiple platforms to in, just inform and educate, maybe incorporate good old TikTok into the mix. Yes. <laughs> Kate loves her TikTok. So everybody watch out. <laughs> I do love the TikTok. <laughs> um, so a more like personal resolution for living our breast lives, I would like to kind of what we talked about last episode is maybe travel to more conferences and bring back very important information to share with our listeners. Another one, I would love to conduct more interviews on the pod. So just bringing women onto the pod, interviewing them, letting them share their stories with the world. Um, it's a win-win for all of us. And then, of course, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one, Kate. But I know that we just talked also about adding more diversity to the pod. Um, so with Black History Month coming up, we, I know we had some like really great ideas. I'll kind of let you take the lead on this one. Sure. I think when we talked, um, you know, there's it's not a one size fits all community. There's so many different subtypes, metastatic types. Um, all kinds of things. But more than that, there's um, unfortunately, just like in the real world, there's discrepancies that um, are more prevalent in minorities. And so, you know, the thing that I love most about um, one of the things I love about Ren and I both is we are very willing to say this. We have a platform, but it's not our story. Right. And so mm -hmm. for Black History Month, um, we've really talked about the importance of highlighting the disparities in treatment in that community and allowing those baddies to come on and talk about their experiences, talk about mm -hmm. what we can do to help lift each other, right? Because we are all in this group together, but just like the real world, there are still discrepancies. There are still ways that we can help each other and elevate each other. So I think that's really going to be a great month for everyone. Absolutely. And just talking about it in general, like there are things that need to be said that aren't. And there are things that need to be brought to the surface that aren't. And so I want to be and I know you do too. I want us to be a part of that change. And so I think adding more diversity to the podcast and our overall Instagram page will be a huge win win for everyone. Agreed. So aside from, you know, talking about the podcast resolutions, I also wanted to just kind of talk about all the things here, like always. Um, I mentioned a ton of general resolutions before, but I always like to see the other side of it because we are sitting here with NBC diagnoses. And so, you know, how might those resolutions differ for someone who has an NBC diagnosis? So let's compare. Let's do it. People might go to the gym because they want to lose weight, um, work on their appearance, you know, get ready for that summer bod. 
Um, but Kate, are we necessarily looking for those things? You know, I think being honest, probably, I think, especially the younger crowd that, you know, we're still, you know, maybe not as confident or still developing our self-confidence. So I think in the back of your mind, there probably is that, I don't want to say vain because it's not, that has a negative connotation, but there still is that probably desire to look good. But I think it takes on a little bit of a, a more, a higher reason. I agree. I agree. I'm not going to lie. When I go to the gym, um, there is a part of me that I would like to get myself back. And it's true. I mean, when you go through this, not only are you physically going through it emotionally, psychologically, you're going through all the things. But yeah, sometimes you really do want to work hard and get yourself back to that place. But as you said, I agree with an NBC diagnosis, it does somewhat take it to a higher level, right? Um, Those with an NBC diagnosis might go to the gym to try and reduce the risk of recurrence, which is huge. They might want to go to the gym to strengthen their body so that they are able to handle these chemo side effects, right? These immunotherapy side effects. You know, a healthier body helps to deal with those side effects a little bit better. Um, And then I would say the last one for me as an NBC patient is just improving my all around mental health. Um, Whether that's the trauma that you've been through, whether that's your experiencing PTSD from certain things, just your mental health in general really um, struggles when you're going through any sort of diagnosis. And so a healthy body, healthy mind, right? And so working out can attribute to a more positive mindset when you tend to be in a dark place. I totally agree. Um, Even before my diagnosis, exercise was such an outlet to manage, um, you know, depression and anxiety. And, you know, to add a little bit of levity, it's kind of that uh, legally blonde quote where she's like, exercise releases endorphins and happy people don't kill their husbands. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love like, that. Like, you know, maybe I won't have a panic attack at treatment if my endorphins are higher kind of thing. I, it's helpful. <laughs> no, it's helpful. You nailed it. <laughs> yeah. I think, too, another thing is as much as we've acknowledged that there probably is still a piece of it that has to do with, you know, how you look externally for a lot of um, MBC patients, it's less about those external pressures and more about honoring your body and nourishing your body for this journey that is really a marathon, not a sprint. We have to be the best version and the healthiest version of ourselves because you ever switch treatment lines or you have something um, that is going to cause severe side effects, you know, having a strong body and a, a strong mind is pretty invaluable. Wow, I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you for saying that. So as an NBC Thriver, and this is, you know, we've talked about the general New Year resolutions. We've talked about the podcast resolutions. We've kind of just compared, you know, what a resolution might look like for somebody with a diagnosis versus without. And I guess the only thing that's left is maybe to discuss some of our personal resolutions uh, as MBC Thrivers. And so I was hoping that we could just kind of dive into that. So as a Thriver, Kate, what's one of your like top New Year resolutions? Um, At the risk of sounding just very corny, I think, you know, every cancer patient that's listening to this right now is probably like, survive, just survive. That's the goal. 
It kind of is, um, especially with a metastatic or an incurable diagnosis of any kind. Um, your goal is, that's your primary goal is, is just to survive. And that's, that extends beyond the incurable um, crowd because once cancer or some, something like that comes into your life, you, you know what it's like for your body to fail you or to kind of betray you. And that's, Mm. that's something that's really heavy, but once it's there, it's always there. And so there's that idea that, you know, when you hear hooves, you look for horses, not zebras. But when you have a cancer diagnosis, especially a very young cancer diagnosis, every time you hear hooves, you look for zebras because you know what it's like to be surprised by one. I've never heard that analogy, but I definitely appreciate it. Um, it's crazy to say out loud, right, that in our mid 30s, we're forced to focus on survival as a new year resolution. But yeah. then like, where's the lie? You know, survival means. Gosh, uh, survival means doing everything in our power to get the treatment, the life saving treatment, a.k.a. the two biggest hurdles, acquiring the funds to be able to afford it and then being able to withstand the side effects that come with it. For me personally, this is what it takes to survive this disease, money and the good ass fight. That's it. Like that's survival to me in a nutshell with an MBC diagnosis. And then in addition to that, I feel like it's also based a lot on one's mental headspace. So for instance, um, I, I thought about you the other day because I was thinking just about the podcast and you know, four years since my diagnosis. And I realized for one of my resolutions that I've, I was able to turn my pain into helping others and that it's brought me peace and it's brought me purpose. And it made me think of you because I know you had mentioned that your therapist said, turn your pain into purpose, right? Right. It's just a powerful thing because it's not that the podcast has distracted me. It gives me the strength to keep going. And it gives me the fight to keep going, you know, to help those that are listening and those that might be newly diagnosed that are lost and in the dark. So I always say this, like the podcast is bigger than us. It's bigger than me. It's um, regardless of all the triggers that I have, I know that this is what I'm meant to do. And so uh, just tying it all back in, I would say Doing the podcast was survival for me as well. And the podcast in general is a resolution for me because it's keeping me fucking going. It is keeping me going. I'm putting up the good fight and uh, I've got my claws in, you know, in deep and I'm not letting go. I love that. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, I very much am someone who um, my love language is, I think, helping other people. I love that. Um, that is that makes me feel good and that's really only intensified um post diagnosis there's if any way that i can be the help that others were to me is is a win in my book no i couldn't agree more i think that we again fate like we found each other we both have the same wants and the same dreams for this podcast and the overall goal is to help as many people as we can and so this I love yeah, that. I think that this is uh, not only are we helping them, but we're helping ourselves. And so win-win. I feel like I've said that like a hundred times this episode, but it truly is a win-win. <laughs> it is. It is. I think we'll, I'll use that to shift into the next resolution. I think 
for me, and tell me if this happened to you, I think we both discovered that we both grew up doing dance. There's a lot of pressure in that community to look a certain way. And that is not always healthy. And I'll leave it at that to not trigger anybody. Um, But for me, a a pre-cancer resolution would always be, you know, to to eat more healthy or to count calories or to go to Weight Watchers, those types of Mm -hmm. things. Um, And then when you come nose to nose with your own mortality, all of a sudden that that physical appearance, it's still important, but it takes it kind of takes a back seat because you're finding that balance between feeling self-confident in a body that a lot of times doesn't feel like yours anymore, but also enjoying life, right? I don't want to not have the cake because I'm going to have the cake. I want to taste things. I think you and I, before the episode started, we talked about, you know, going on trips and eating your way through Italy. Like that's it. That's it's finding that balance. And drinking the Diet Coke. (laughs) I will not, I will never give it up. I love it. Listen, enjoying the shit out of life and being less stringent on eating habits. While it's important to nourish our bodies for, I mean, multiple reasons as a cancer patient, it's also about balance. Like I want to eat my way through Italy. Yes. And most people might be hyper-focused on what they put into their bodies. But I mean, for someone in our position, I don't know. You might also want to take full advantage of life and eat and drink whatever the hell you want. And this might sound cliche, but like we have to live this life doing things that bring us happiness each and every day. And and I think to myself, like, am I nervous each and every time to get on an airplane and surround myself with coughing, COVID flu infected individuals? Hell yeah. Do I do it anyway and have the time of my life on that trip? Hell yes. And so my thoughts are if we let thoughts like that hold us back from doing the things we love, we won't have our most prized possessions, which is, of course, like our cherished memories. Nobody can take those damn memories from us. Nobody. But you got to get on the airplane. You got to eat the food. You got to drink the drink. You got to do what makes you happy and not give a shit about what anybody else thinks. I'm very passionate about this, Kate. (laughs) I love that you said that piece about getting back on the plane because that leads into the next resolution of appreciating things versus appreciating experiences. And I think having this type of diagnosis really does shift your perspective. Um, I read a quote a long time ago that you will never see a U-Haul following a hearse. Like, in other words, you can't bring it with you. And so for me, um, I don't, I care less about having, you know, a designer item or the nicest things. I would rather spend my time and energy um, having experiences, going to concerts, eating the cake, you know, eating your way through Italy. Those are (laughs) memories that you'll leave others with too. Um, Nobody's going to remember you because you had a nice purse, but they will remember that one time that you had to find a back alley. Um, bar in a t- in a tiny town, and you had the best time ever. That's what they're going to remember. <laughs> Absolutely, memories are everything. You know, tangible things come and go, but pictures, experiences, memories—they last a lifetime. I think if more people thought this way, the world would be a much happier place. Um, and what's funny about it is we're coming full circle because 
meeting you in person. I mean, I went to a wedding in Phoenix, which was an experience. And that experience led me to meeting you in person. So, you know, experiences make the world go round. And they make the the depth of your life so much better. I think for so many of us that were diagnosed, you know, right before or during the pandemic, these relationships that we've had have all been online. And so they're some of the best friendships that you have because there's somebody who truly gets like the hard parts and the darkest parts and being able to slowly start to meet those people in a way that doesn't put either of you at risk or is, you know, a safe, that is so important and so exciting. I just had such a great time meeting you. And I think continuing to be able to do that with listeners, with friends in the community will just continue to to be so exciting. No, I couldn't agree more. And I think I mentioned in the beginning you know, I avoided that for a very long time. And it feels good to not have that avoidance anymore. And, you know, to to have that as a podcast resolution, you know, to connect with more women with MBC and to, um, you know, just highlight their experiences, their stories, and just who they are as people. So I love that. And look at what you did. You didn't just, you know, dip your pinky toe into getting into the community. You just did a freaking cannonball and have developed this wonderful podcast and this community that's only growing. Um, so that takes a lot of bravery. It, I was the opposite. I, I tiptoed in and I'm, you know, starting to find my footing, but I just love what you've done. You just, you know, got on the plane, you jumped in the pool, you did it. We're here. Oh God. Um. <laughs> You're going to make me emotional. <laughs> Okay, well, while you you gather yourself, we'll move into the next one because it totally relates. Um, in having these friendships and and meeting these people, you do start to to realize the importance of choosing people who choose you, who show up for you, who love you. Um, that is one of my goals um, this year. I think it's normal to lose friends, family, um, or have them take a step back and. It can feel really hurtful. It can feel like, you know, the people that you expect to support you are not supporting you in the way that you want. Um, And I think that that has led me to feeling like I was chasing people or feeling almost resentful because my energy was not being reciprocated. And, you know, in in talking about that in therapy, um, people can really only show up for you in the as much as they show up for themselves or the as much as they know themselves. And so part of having this MBC diagnosis or any diagnosis similar is um, you have a community full of people who speak trauma and um, not everyone in your life after a cancer diagnosis will understand that language um, or understand those feelings. And so for me, it's about setting clear boundaries and putting that energy and that love into the people who are giving it back. Because I have so many people in my life who do give it back and it's not always who you would expect. And just getting to be okay with that and knowing that you still have a whole amazing army behind you, even if it looks a little different than you thought. Wow. And you know what? We call those people bucket fillers. I love those. I love that. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I agree. It is normal to lose friends or to have people step back. Um, You know, and my therapist, she explains it kind of like people can only give to their capacity. And so 
that kind of reminded me of that when you were saying all that you were saying. It just makes a ton of sense. And I agree. I think it's important to put your energy into people who want to be there with you during your darkest hours, right? Like holding space for those people. It's important because those people are most likely your people for life because they've shown up. Yeah. Um, in a time of crisis. And that's really where you can kind of differentiate, you know, who those lifers are for you and, and who are not. And so, yeah, it's all about this wicked life lesson, right? After going through something like a, an NBC diagnosis. But I think that's a fantastic resolution to have. Uh, choose people who choose you. So today's episode was eye-opening, you know, not just for me, but I'm sure for many of our listeners as well. Um, I also hope that maybe there were, you know, takeaways for those listening, maybe some, you know, New Year resolutions that weren't thought of previously. And now they're like, all right, we're doing it. For me, the takeaway that I came up with for this episode is that the issue of time is a complicated factor in goal setting for us with NBC because things can shift in any given moment, in an instant, really. Balancing reasonable goals with the pressure of getting things done while we are quote unquote normal passing, it's become almost like a lifelong skill. But I will say it seems to be getting easier with time. But as I've said before, we must continue to give ourselves grace. It is a new year where most get a fresh start, but those with an NBC diagnosis do not. We are faced with the same diagnosis and the same struggles, regardless if 12 calendar months have passed. Scans, doctor appointments, treatment, side effects, repeat. We must remain cognizant of this at all times, because although life may be getting easier for you, that's not always the case for everyone else. So I hope after listening to today's episode, you have at least one resolution or goal that you'd like to focus on for the new year. And if you have listened to the entirety of this episode, that means that you made it to 2023 and you're already off to a kick-ass start this year. So keep doing the damn thing and remember how far you've come. And thanks again for supporting and of course listening to Kate and I. We love you all and we hope that you have a fantastic new year. Thank you so much for joining today. We are so grateful to have listeners like you, and we're hopeful that you'll be along for the ride as we continue to do big things in this space. With that being said, thank you so much for tuning into our podcast, Living Our Breast Lives. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at Living Our Breast Lives, where we'll share podcast episodes, special dates, educational resources, and of course, health updates for those following our NBC journeys. Have questions, comments, or anything else you'd like answered on our podcast? Send us a message on Instagram. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And as always, choose kindness. Someone may look fine on the outside, but you never know who's actually struggling on the inside. Until next time, don't forget to live your breast life. God bless everyone. 